When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into this week's edition of Inside the 20 with myself and Keith Niebuhr. Joined, as I always am, by Mr. Keith Niebuhr. Keith, how about you, buddy? I'm good. What's going on, brother? Oh, you know, just another show, just another Inside 20, just another special guest that we're going to get to in just a minute. Right. minute before we do. Well, I wanted to remind everybody, I know everybody out there is looking for a new or used car, and we've got just the man for you to call, Caleb Schofield there at uh, Mike Patton Auto in LaGrange, Georgia. Give him a call, 334-531-0996. Fantastic used car selection. And they sell the new Ford, Lincoln, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Hondas. Give him a call, 334-531-0996. Keith, we had Hugh Freeze on here Monday. We're bringing in maybe his right-hand man when it comes to recruiting. I want to welcome to the show, <coughs> excuse me, Director of Player Development, Mr. A.K. Magula. A.K., welcome. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Keith. Thanks, guys, for having hey, me on, man. Really yeah, appreciate y'all. Thanks Absolutely. For Absolutely. The man behind the, the curtain, really, when it comes to recruiting. Um, AK, you're coming to Auburn. You were one of the first guys, I believe, you uh, brought with him from Liberty, you, Kennedy, and uh, Matt Bevins. I think one yep. of the three of you guys. So obviously important to Hugh Freeze and what you do. You've been general manager. You were general manager at Liberty. You were the GM at Central Michigan before that. You spent some time at Georgia Tech. Spent some time in the NFL with three or four teams. Um, how has uh, how has the transition to Auburn been for you? <laughs> Man, it's uh... – it's been awesome. Um, you know, when we first got in, um, you know, I kind of, you know, internally scouted the team and, you know, knew kind of what we needed uh, here and there, but I didn't understand the <laughs> numerical numbers of it. So I got in, met with compliance, and I was like, oh, shoot, like we got to sign over 33 players. So it was a it was a tall task and one that, you know, everyone helped. And it was an awesome opportunity just to sit there and collab you know, hire a new staff, you know, keep some guys on. So it was an awesome opportunity, man. Okay, if you had one if, – if you had one thing, one – your biggest challenge upon arriving at Auburn, number one, the single biggest obstacle, challenge, whatever, that first couple of weeks, what would you say it was, number one? I, I would say just being able to, you know, manage uh, bringing new coaches on and off and putting them on the road, right, like making sure – we go through with compliance, making sure they, you know, do everything they need to, and then getting them on the road. I mean, the logistical piece of that, it, I mean, it was a lot, a lot of moving pieces and making sure that we abided by compliance and making sure we were doing the right thing and targeting the right players. So, you know, it was a group on effort. And I mean, one that I could not do alone, guys. I mean, I, you know, I sit there and I'm kind of, you know, coach's guy, but I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do it without, you know, Tim Baggett. Uh, Sam Beckenstein, Grant Miller, Ethan Johnson, you know, Steve Rizek, um, you know, list goes on and on and on. But, you know, those guys, those guys helped out tremendously. Aaron Pittard, Matthew Saya. So, I mean, I wouldn't be able to do it without them. AK, Director of Player Personnel, man, talk to us about what are some of your, your, your highest priorities in, in this job title. What, what are you, what are some of your main pr- responsibilities? Kind of letting everybody know kind of what this position entails. 
So my main responsibilities on a daily basis is coming in and really handling the evaluation piece, managing the boards, the roster management side. Um, you know, when coaches go on the road for the eval period, um, you know, really being able to identify where they need to go, uh, putting together a ranking system, uh, internal scouting. So I would say those are kind of pieces. Like I handle more of that personnel piece. And then, you know, Ethan handles more of that, you know, recruiting side. And then Kennedy handles more of that recruiting and operational side. So it's a really, really great uh, collaborative effort by all of us. And, I mean, it's it's awesome because Coach plays us to our strengths. Oh, Kennedy Harvey, he's mentioning uh, Director of Recruiting Ops. She's more of an on-campus official visits? Yep. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so let me ask you this: Y'all had a huge junior day a couple of weeks ago. What was your what What were you? Not what were you thinking? Not because it was huge. Yeah. I didn't. I, it, that came out wrong. Like, what were you thinking? But like, were y'all thinking, "Hey, let's get as many kids as we can here. Let's let them introduce." What What was your? What's the word I'm looking for? Strategy. So over two hundred kids. So our strategy was to you know bring as many kids as we can and let them experience our let them experience our new staff you know have them be around our coaches have them be around us our support staff and it was a really cool opportunity for everyone just to get to see what this new staff is and who we are right like you know we're we're different than previous regimes that have been here and just you know get to know us for us right like we're just genuine authentic people and we just want to keep building relationships i think that's the biggest thing in recruiting is building genuine relationships with people and I know you guys, a lot, we talked to a lot of these kids after they left, and, you know, 98% of them, it was overall success. It was a huge day. Um, I think you made a jumps up on the list of several guys. I think a commitment or two came from it. And so it sounds like the next step is to get these kids back to see practice. You guys start practice next Monday. Is that kind of, is you want to get them here as many opportunities, many times as you can? Absolutely. I think, you know, them see, you know, what we do in practice, you know, like, I mean, at the end of the day, they're football players. They want to be around football, right? So they want to come see how we coach. They want to, I'm sure they want to see what we're doing in Saw-Wise. I'm sure they want to evaluate themselves on their position group, like who they are coming in to face off against and, you know, getting to see like, hey, like, you know, these players look like they're having fun or, you know, kind of what's going on here and there. Okay, when, when do you, as a staff, do y'all sit down and go, okay, strategically, do we want to have another junior day? Do we want to do this? Like, how, how does that work? Yeah, I think, um, you know, that really all comes from top down, um, really comes from Coach Freeze and us sitting down together, going through the calendar and saying, hey, like, you know, I think it'd be beneficial for us to have another junior day. I think it'd be beneficial for us to do this and it's really all Coach Freeze-led. Um, he does a great job of that. He does a great job grasping, you know, where we're at um, as a team every single day and kind of saying, hey, guys, this is what I feel like is best for Auburn, you know, hmm. this week, this month, you know, in the next couple months. This is what I feel like is good. And what's really good about Coach Freeze is he's not like, oh, it's my way or the highway, guys. Like, it, it, this is it. Like, he's open to ideas. He's open to sitting down together and collabing. And it's just, I think that's the biggest thing is, like, having someone like that, it makes you feel valued 
no matter what department you're in. Oh yeah. You know, I I try to be the same with our personnel department. I mean, I don't care if you're director of scouting or if you're a student that's coming in to help us out. I think you got to sit there and listen to everyone and take input because you don't know what someone's gonna say that's actually gonna make you start thinking. And you're like, wow, that's a really good idea. Wow, like you know, like instead of just saying I'm not listening to them because they're so and so, like. No, and I think that that really starts from top down. And, I mean, it's genuinely why I love Coach Freeze. And, I mean, this has been my longest tenure with the head coach a long time. You know, I've kind of jumped from place to place to place to place. You know, went from NFL team to NFL team to college teams because, like, early on in my career, I wanted to keep climbing. I wanted to keep learning, right? Like, what makes this team good? What are these guys doing? And then really trying to combine it all together and say, you know what, maybe one day when someone gives me a shot, this is how I want to do it. And like coach freeze is that person. And, you know, I genuinely love him for that. And man, he, he's, and he's like this with everyone. It doesn't matter if it's recruiting. It doesn't matter if it's operations. It, like it doesn't matter who it is. Like coach freeze is genuine as it comes and we'll start listening to people no matter what. And I think that's really what's helped us out a lot, especially in, since we've come here in a short amount of time, like, I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, if you sit there and you have input, you know, like, it can be some random person saying, hey, like, man, I really like this player from so-and-so. And he'll look over at me and say, did you watch him? And then I'm like, coach, either yes, and this is what he is, or you know what, coach, I have not. <laughs> then he just gives me the stare, and I'm like, coach, I'm right on it right now. I'm going right now. <laughs> so it's, it's been awesome. Hey, he's <laughs> Go ahead, Keith. Yeah, AK, you touched on this earlier. I don't want to lose. I don't want to get us too off track here, but you talked about what the kind of what the the roster itself looked like when you got there. Yeah. Everybody that follows the team knows that Auburn hasn't been what we're used to Auburn being. Was the rebuild when you looked at the totality of the roster when you got there and, and did the roster analyzation of it? Was it a bigger challenge, a greater challenge than you thought it was going to be, or was it about what you thought it would be? What's crazy is it was it was about what I thought it would be um, in terms of, like, you know, what we need to do to improve those areas. Just the numerical piece I did not know. I'm sure Coach hit on that the other day, like having to sign eight offensive linemen, nine defensive linemen. Like, that piece I didn't know how much it would be just because, like, you know, naturally when you run out of eligibility, right, those spots become open. But then now you got the transfer portal. Now, I mean, guys leaving to go to the NFL – so, like, having to account for all those things, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, wow, like, you know, it was my second day when I finally got the number piece down, and I'm like, okay, coach, like, this is where we're at. I've color-coded the roster. This is really what we have to do, and, you know, and the biggest thing is improving the lines of scrimmage, guys. I mean, that's how, you know, great football teams are made, right? O-line, D-line, I think that's the biggest thing, and, you know, shoot, it makes a, everything a whole lot simpler when those two sides are good. Hey, you guys hit the portal hard. So how do you feel like you guys did? And Hugh talked about the other day on the show, uh, the the numerical, like you said, you've got to have this number, this many offensive linemen, this many defensive linemen as far as filling out those needs. I think he said it needed another interior offensive lineman, uh, maybe another linebacker, wide receiver. Um what else was there, Keith? Oh, and potentially a quarterback. That's right. Uh, but I want to get your thoughts, man. How, how do you feel like you guys did in the three weeks that you got, you know, you had 
um, in the transfer portal. Santuel. I feel like we did. A, I feel like we did a good job in terms of just identifying, you know, the amount of roles that we need. Like just because you know numerically, it's like, hey, like we need eight, you know, offensive linemen, or hey, we need this many receivers. It doesn't mean let's just go out and sign a receiver, sign a receiver, right? Like it's about being strategic, making sure we're all on the same page from the coaching side, the player personnel side, and really meshing it together and saying, okay, like. What exactly, like, what specific role do we exactly need? Do we need a big outside X receiver? Do we need, like, a dynamic slot guy? Do we need, like, a Z that can kind of do it all? Like, really about defining roles on this team and going out and targeting those specific players. Just because, you know, so-and-so is after this player that's, you know, ranked this much. Like, that's awesome. That may be great for their team. But for our team, what do we specifically need? It doesn't matter if it's just, hey, let's just sign a bunch of big receivers. Well, great. And then you get in a game, the other team has bigger, longer corners. You're like, oh, man, I really wish we had a small, dynamic receiver. And it's like, oh, shoot, we probably should have went out and signed one of those guys. But, you know, I you know, learned from, you know, my mentor, Phil Savage, and Pat Suttis and a lot of great guys. You know, you, you have to build the team in multiple ways. And, you know, power and spread, and you got to be able to give your coaches all those options. That way, every week, you don't know what we're about to put out on the field, and you're like, whoa. So I think we did a pretty good job overall, but, I mean, look, we're, you know, constantly looking to improve the roster every single day and kind of find 24s, 25s, and also, you know, grad transfers are going in, and it's a constant process, so... You know, coach is listening. I promise I'm not just back in the war room, just you know, hanging yeah. out. We're working. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Patrick Suttis. He's a uh, he was sitting in the same seat you are. Uh, what about eight years ago, Keith? Oh gosh, no less than that. Just uh, maybe three, four years ago, I think. No, it was not. Yeah, Suttis. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, he went to Georgia Tech after after Auburn. I think he was at Georgia Tech for one or two. Is that when you were working with him, AK, at Georgia yep, Tech? it was. Yep. So that was after I finished with the Dolphins, and I was helping out the Jets and Phil Savage on the side, and then I went to Georgia Tech to work for my previous uh, boss, Jeff Collins. And oh, yeah. um, Pat Sutton was there, and, man, I worked hands-on with Pat. and <laughs> I mean, I learned so much during my time there because I've been out of the college game for a while through the NFL and coming back. I mean, Pat taught me so much. That's been helping me out every single day. So we talk, like, on a weekly occasion. He yeah, was, I, I got a couple questions, Jeff, but I don't know if you want to Go for it. No, we're both a big fan of Patrick, so yeah. wanted to give him a little plug there. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. Most of the time. Yeah, he's a great guy. <laughs> hey, I want to Huge, huge Atlanta Braves hey. fan. I tell you all what. Oh, my gosh. You will never miss a game. Well, no I, kidding. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I know Jeff wants to, Jeffrey wants to ask uh, about some other, you know, operational type things, but I just have a couple questions and then I'll hand it over back over to Jeff. Uh, you know, Hugh Freeze, now you've been with him for a few years. What's one thing people like us, the fans, should know about him that maybe they don't know? You're around him every day. What, what would you, how would you describe him uh, in a kind of a way that maybe we're not used to him being described or, you know what I mean? He's a realist. Um, he's a realist. Um, he's always going to shoot you straight. Uh, whether you like it or not, um, he will tell you because he knows that I can be real with him. 
right? I think it's a great mutual respect amongst each other and same way that he is with the players. Like, he'll be real with them. He's not going to sugarcoat anything. And same thing, you know, players can go back, back at him and say, like, Coach, you said this. Well, I did, okay? Well, this is what I'm saying back to you. And I think it's a great admiration of that. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about is, like, surrounding yourself with people like that is huge. Because, like, if I'm, you know, if I'm waking up and slacking around, like, Coach is going to be real. Like, hey, we got to get better. Hey, we got to go. We got to go. This is good enough. And it's something you need that in your life because, I mean, Shoot, I mean, biggest people that do that with me is my parents. And, I mean, when they're not here, coach always keeps me accountable and helps me become better in not just this profession, but also developing better as, like, a man moving forward. And, you know, it's kind of like a father figure. So I would say just being a realist. Uh, Last thing for me would be uh, trying to get my my background in order here. Uh, You know, AK, you know, You've got a job that the average person would think, hey, that's pretty cool. How, how would I get into that? So take us back to uh, – I heard you went to some fantastic college down in the Sunshine State. And uh, you know, how, does, <laughs> how does a young guy, 17, 18, decide, you know, I, this is what I want to do. This is the path I want to take. And then how did you get into it? Um. So, I, I mean, <laughs> I had no connections when I started out. And um, – you know, I was ready to do anything, you know, help out, like that, you know, be a water boy, no matter whatever. And, you know, my parents, my whole family has either been doctors or computer engineers. I mean, I was born in India, moved to America when I was four. I didn't even know any English at all. And, um, so I had to learn all that. And, you know, I just, Ended up sending out emails um, when I got to college. And really? I knew I could just become an NFL GM. And I said, you know what? All it takes is one person to take a shot on you. And luckily, one person responded. I got like 17 no's and one yes. And it turns out that yes was from Ryan McNamara, who's the defensive play control coach. And while I was interviewing, Jeff Collins, the defensive coordinator, was sitting in the room. And as I'm interviewing, he didn't say one word to me. He just kept staring at me. And I had this whole folder of, like, NFL draft material I was working on, doing notes. You know, I was obsessed with, you know, watching Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And that's kind of how I picked up learning English was watching their interviews. And, and um, you know, I would, like, strategically watch the Bellistrator, just try to learn about football um, day in and day out and, I just emailed everyone, and, man, like, all it took was one person to take a chance on me. And Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know, I just got in and I never looked back. I mean, you know, when that person takes a chance on you and you have an opportunity to come in the door, I mean, it's about putting your head down and showing up every single day with a constant chip on your shoulder and showing that you have to earn it. And, um, you know, I learned so much. I mean, the list goes on and on. Like, I've had so many great mentors like, um, you know, Jim McElwain, um, Doug Nussmeyer, Randy Shannon, Jeff Collins, I mean, list goes on and on. And, man, I'm I'm really appreciative of those guys. And just, you know, you just start meeting people along the way. And just like we're talking right now, you just never know who you're going to meet that could help you out in the future. And it just kind of took off from there. And I've never looked back. And, you know, that's why I try to spend as much time as I can talking to people and, like, trying to give back to this game because, I mean, it's done so much for me, I think, that's only right of me to do the same thing back. What an interesting tale there, man. Hell of an answer. Jeez. All right. Yeah. Done. Hey, last thing for me, AK. Uh, I've been covering a big summer event for the past 10 years. I think Gene Chizik started it back in 2009, 2010. Big Cat. It was called Big Cat Weekend at one point, but it's down to a single-day Big Cat event, Big Cat recruiting event. You guys considered continuing that tradition? Yeah, I, I know it's come up. Um, I don't have, like, the exact date or anything like that, but I know it's come up, and I know Coach is talking about it. So, you know, we'll try to pencil that down, and hopefully, you know, we can make it work. I will uh, tell Coach uh, Coach that uh, June, July 8th through the 18th is a no-go. I can't do it that those those 10 days. I'll be out of town. <laughs> so it, calendar meetings and stuff, I'll, uh, I'll make sure that we bring that up sometime. Also, okay, is, it, is it possible that you have a bottle of Perrier for each of us when we work in the lobby from, from here? <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, we appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, AK. We appreciate no, you, man. So we we'll, we'll, we'll looking- I really yeah. appreciate it, guys. Absolutely, man. Thanks so much. AK Magula right there, folks. Take care, buddy. See you guys. Man, what an awesome interview! What a cool guy. I mean, yeah. What a, and what a great story. I mean, you know, you it, you know, we always say, and I, look, in this country, you can be anything you want, right? So here, he's born in India, gets here when he's four, takes a while to learn English. No idea what football is. He's got, doesn't know what football is, but he's got a. He falls in love with it. He's got a drive. He's got a determination, and he's got a will. You know, that's what I'm the, gonna do. Man is nothing unless somebody has the – and look, Jeffrey, you and I have great ideas before that we didn't execute. A, a plan is nothing unless you're willing to put in the time to execute it. And and then obviously he, he – I love that he said, hey, somebody gave me a chance because, you know, you and I both – and every, everybody listening, we all meet people in this world that, boy, they're really proud of themselves, and they never really say, hey, man, I got, I got a really good break way back when, and that kind of – got me going and I like when people recognize that and you know what a refreshing interview what a great story we've heard nothing but positives about him and you and I know Patrick Suttis who he referenced as one of his uh, mentors 
Uh, we both know him well, and, and I've talked to Patrick, and, and he just speaks so highly of AK. Uh, Patrick, who now is the GM at University of North Carolina under Matt Brown. And uh, I haven't heard a bad word about this guy. Um, and, look, it's a, I'm going on and on here, Jeffrey, but it's a team effort when they land people, right? It is. And this guy, But this guy is an important member of that team, okay? He's not the third-string holder, okay? Uh, oh, no. Uh, well, that's a rude thing to say, but you know what I'm saying. He's a no he's, he's not a role player per se. He's a he's a starter. He's a key absolutely player. yeah, a- absolutely. I mean, listen, and, and all the guys that he mentioned when he first came on the when he first came on the show, Sam Beckenstein, all those guys, Aaron Pitter, all from from before uh, for closing off this class. Man, it, it is a and we've talked about the number of staff yeah uh, uh, guys that they have on on. It's uh, it's absolutely uh, Kennedy Harvey, Matt Bevins, all those guys. Um, they obviously got something going because we're both a fan of how they closed out the 2023 class. We're both fans of how they're starting out this 2024 class. I'm anxious to see how this class is going to unfold. Yeah, um, we've seen the junior days. We're going to see the spring practices start up next week. We're going to have spring break visits coming in. We're going to have official visits in the summer. Big Cat is apparently in plans as well. Jeff, we're not hearing, you know, with every staff, there's there's red flags. There's, right. We're, we're not – there's not many, if, if any at all, coming up in our conversations with high school recruits, their parents. Yeah, I talked to Walker White's dad. You've talked to parents. Uh, high school coaches. Yeah. Uh, you know, our sources that are off-the-record type people, they, you know, anonymous people. Uh, there's really no red flags that are being raised, and quite frankly, that has a lot to do with a guy like A.K. Magula. I mean, it, yeah, he's – he's yeah, they're doing something right over there. Now, let's not get the card ahead of the horse here. They've got to still win games, and that's what it's all going to come down to. But you don't win games if you don't get this part right, right? you got to get this part right, the, 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 you know, the offseason and the recruiting and the, the roster buildup and the portal. Uh, but an interesting interview talk uh, – he knew – if he knew what the challenge was with the roster, then I'm, I'm going to assume the head coach knew too. I mean, you don't, you don't relieve the last head coach of their duties midway through the season if there aren't some issues, you know what I mean? And, and that was basically the first thing they did. You know, it was come in and self-evaluate. Look at the numbers and go, where are the needs? We've yeah. got to have these guys. We've got – and, Keith, I think you've talked about this on – I don't know which show it was, but there's a set number of guys on, on both sides of that line of scrimmage at each position, really. And I think what he was saying is that uh, AK was saying that it was about what he was expecting. Like he was expecting that they needed a lot. Yeah. Well, like I said, every you know, there's a re- whenever a head coach gets fired, you know, fans are all, uh, sometimes a little bit unrealistic at various schools about what can be done the next season because there's always that crazy season like Gus Malzahn had. Sure. But by and large, that's that's very rare. There's a reason why the last guy got relieved and it's not the play calling and it's not because they didn't throw to the tight end enough it's often because well game management's part of it obviously and but it's, it's usually because the, the team just isn't where it needs to be now that's still the responsibility of the head coach that's the number one responsibility but uh and like Hugh Freeze told us earlier this week this isn't something that a miracle is going to cure overnight it's going to take time but they're going in every day rolling up their sleeves uh and getting after it and, and trying to make the team better. Like he said, Jeffrey, every day he's thinking of ways to make the team better, the roster better, excuse me, the roster better. And so to me that says 
you know, they're going to be taking a close look again once that next transfer portal window happens. It's going to be a lot of guys entering the portal, and they're going to be doing their due diligence. And, you know, they're going to have their ears to the ground too, Jeffrey. You know, what am I hearing? Or what, what are you guys hearing? I'm sure that comes up to me. Are you hearing – well, first of all, we've all gotten calls from college people before. Hey, you hearing any, any guys that may be looking to transfer? Well, they're going to be doing the same thing, so they're going to try to get ahead of many of these as possible. But to me, when he said that, it made me think that they're definitely not done yet. Definitely not done. They're going to take a close look at the roster after spring practice. It, excuse me, not even after. During spring practice. And by the time it ends, they're going to have a heck of a grasp on what else is needed, and then they're going to go after it in that second transfer portal window. And, and you know what I think, uh, Keith, from walk, walking away from our two shows this week with, with Hugh Freeze on Monday and AK here on Wednesday, and, and I still I, I'd love to get Kennedy um, Harvey on here as well. I think on-campus recruiting is it's, it's fascinating to me, the, the official visits, the logistics of all of that. Is, but, but when you – I'm going to walk away from these two interviews, listen to these two guys talk about the recruiting. And I'm, I, if I'm an Auburn fan, I'm having confidence in the recruiting moving forward. Not that I didn't already from the results, but I'm walking away from, from, from these two interviews going, I feel like recruiting is in pretty good hands right now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, I, you know, I had confidence, quite frankly, in the off-the-field people from the last regime. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I, I just didn't get the sense that the head coach was had the right frame of mind. You know what I mean? But but you and I knew a lot of the off the field people and and we'd be remiss without so he he mentioned AK mentioned one of them Stephen Rusick oh yeah no longer with Auburn he's uh, what the director of recruiting I think no or, he's the GM in Indiana the GM in Indiana he, hey listen hey, hey yeah that was good good on AK because Rusick stayed through I think December the December signing period That's right and that was invaluable because he he had already you know researched and scouted a lot of that the guys in that you know in that uh, uh, in that Auburn foot, recruiting footprint, and and because AK and Hugh Freeze and some of the other coaches were at Liberty, they were recruiting from a different pond. I mean, right. they knew, knew about all the kids, but if, if once a kid starts getting SEC offers and you're at Liberty, you know you're not going to get them. So you have to move on to more realistic options. And so uh, Steve Ruzik was invaluable. But again, that's not. This is not to diminish uh, any of the off the field people from the last staff. But what we're seeing from this group of people is a, a high level of organization. Um, and, uh, you know, they seem to have good people skills too. Yeah. And, and, and look, they're all getting out there and, and Kennedy has, uh, uh, some of the people that work, I think beneath her did uh, a show with Ellie, yep. uh, with, with Auburn live and Hugh freeze is now doing podcast interviews with us and other people, you know, they get that part of it too. And, and to, I think it helps if you get every part of the job, you know, if, you, if you're getting every part of the job, well, I, mean, I guess that I'm beating a dead horse here, but it just makes me think that they kind of have a grasp of what's needed. Not just one thing here, not just one thing there, but everything. They're they're trying to cover all their bases, uh, and and the organization we see just in conversations with these people, Jeffrey, makes me think that the organization that we don't see behind the scenes is also at a high level. Absolutely, and you mentioned uh, you know the, uh, the the recruiting personnel that. I think Ellie had a show with. Uh, yeah, great. Uh, uh, absolutely. We, we, we've talked to Hugh about recruiting. We've talked now to AK. I would love, I'm, I'm going to try. I'd love, if Kennedy's listening, I'd love to get her on. I'd love to talk about the um, on-campus recruiting and um, her role in that. Because yeah. you, you think about what they've got to show now. They've got a lot more to advertise. Yeah, there's so many people over there that have 
important roles, and you could never begin to feature all of them uh, on shows like this. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, with with on campus visits, Timmy, suppose you have ten official visitors. How are you balancing? And that was especially like on a game weekend. How are you making people feel like they got enough time? Because Jeffrey, you and I, in the last couple decades of, of doing this uh, this job, have talked to people before that didn't feel like they got enough time, and you know, there's always that and, and juggling that the, the time and, and eat, balancing everything, and you know, dealing with egos of kids and not only the kids. The kids usually are okay. Sometimes mommy and daddy are the ones with the worst. And the difference between having you got five high school kids, you got three transfers in. There was a weekend before signing day back in December where they, I think they had nine or 10 and it was a mixture of transfers. So, you know, yeah. what's the difference in what you're showing them and what you're showing the high school kids. I'm sure the transfer kids yeah. don't care. They don't care about, you know, rolling tumors corner or whatever they want to, they, they're more about the ball and the facilities. What's the next evolution of the photo shoots? I mean, can they get any cheesier? I don't know. I mean, you know, I just, the kids love them. I mean, Hey, whatever works, big dog. <laughs> They got a hell of a photographer over there. We know. Tom. Yeah, TVE, but, I mean, MVP. I don't mean terrible. I mean, that just what's the next? You know, they they went from being basic to being these elaborate shoots, and you know what? You know, there's a lot of dynamics in play here. Mm-mm-mm. Good stuff from AK Magula. We really yeah. appreciate him joining the show, and uh, we will. I, I'm going to try to continue getting here some guests at least once a week, maybe Keith. We've got yeah. practice starting next week on Monday. Yep. Expecting uh, the recruiting news to pick up significantly as the dead period comes to an end. Kids will be returning for spring practices. They'll also be setting up official visits. Keith already had news of, of a big office of tackle from North Carolina, already setting up an official visit. And we expect maybe some commitments to continue to roll in. And uh, we will have it all right here at Auburn Live, all three. And Keith and I will do our best to do it all inside the 20. We definitely went over the, uh, this week on our shows, folks. Throw the flag, 20 minutes. We didn't make it. And uh, I'm sure y'all are okay with that. Hugh Freeze on Monday. Go check that out. A.K. Magula today. We really appreciate both of those guys. Hey, uh, that's it, Keith. Let's uh, let's wrap it up. And uh, we'll see everybody back Friday. We'll have an in-depth recruiting show on Friday, and then we'll be back Sunday night for the call-in show, man. We appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate everybody watching. For Keith, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee, man. Y'all stay out of the F lane. See ya. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.